welcome to another uh, edition of Dimes and Dozens, this time on arbitrary pretend you like the person that you're dating day, <laughs> aka Valentine's Day. Actually, it'll be February 15th, I think, when you guys are hearing this, but yeah. we are living through Valentine's Day as we speak. I love love. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. I really love it. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of love. I love mm. all of the like gushy posts. I do feel, though, that if you were really like deeply in love with your person and like very wrapped up in them that you wouldn't be crafting an Instagram post right now. You'd mm-hmm. be like hanging out with that person. Yeah. I'm also very curious about um, Call me crazy. <laughs> about the <laughs> love posts that are like close friends only on the stories. I'm like, OK, I yeah. see, I that's see, sketchtacular. I'm like, OK, I see a little drama, <laughs> little drama drums. Also, like all the NBA players who are posting about their significant others. I'm like, I've seen half of you on Raya mm-hmm. and recently. Yeah. <laughs> And none of you are faithful. <laughs> Not a damn one. <laughs> like, like it, it's a farce. Yeah. Um, but you were, you're keeping us up to date on this game. I was, I, it's funny because I say keeping us up to date, but now by the time this airs, the game that we're talking about will have happened like, yeah. for, you know, 36 hours prior. It's not a marquee game. It's Celtics Wizards. Yeah. The world isn't exactly watching. Um, do you so do you do you have NBA League Pass or how are you <laughs> how are you watching this illustrious yeah, matchup? I've got League Pass. That's what I have. You're like no, wink wink. Of course. I came from the sewers of Reddit. Um, yeah. where I get That's so where many we all things. come from. Here's the thing. If they made League Pass a better product, mm-hmm. we'd pay for it. Yeah. I personally would pay for it. The problem is that those fucking bootleg like virus streams. <laughs> are more reliable oftentimes yeah. than League Pass itself. And they have blackouts for like living in Los Angeles. It's like if either the Clippers or the Lakers are one of the teams playing, the game is blacked out, which eliminates exactly. like half of the games that are worth watching. <laughs> so it's just it's just kind of ridiculous. But my favorite thing about those um, those like bootleg Reddit streams mm-hmm. are it's the it's the hot combo oh, yes. of the absolute like QAnon like <laughs> psycho babble in the comments in combination with this is how I discovered of a, a subset of pornography that I did not know existed, <laughs> which like maybe I'm just so innocent and naive, yeah. but like huge tit cartoon like anime girls. <laughs> Is Wait, like you just discovered must, them? Yes. Oh my god. I discovered well, I didn't just discover I discovered it years ago, but I discovered it years ago because of the like pop up ads on my illegal streams. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now I see. Like what you're I never would have known that was a thing if I didn't illegally stream basketball games, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. And yeah. um and it's it's amazing. It's like it's it's literally what you would exactly what you would imagine porn would look like to like a 16 year yes. old who's really into anime. It's exactly um, what you would imagine. It's literally the most cliche like Sailor Moon looking anime chick with like Jenna Jameson tits. Yeah. Oh, wow. Jenna Jameson. It's, that is a callback. Does that age me? Well, yes, <laughs> it does. That's my porn star reference. <laughs> you know, Jenna Jameson. <laughs> OK, wait, who's a more who's a more recent porn star? That would be a good um, Carly Gray. Sure. Okay. I don't know who that is, but I believe you. <laughs> That's all, that was the first one to come to mind. So she must be enormous know, porn famous. star boobies on a cartoon character <laughs> is like a whole subset of porn. So much so that like and I've noticed it kind of falls into two categories. It's either like they lean into the anime nature of the yeah. cartoon or it's it's like a cartoon version of a mail order Russian bride. Mm hmm. 
that's the other type of ad where it's like I'm waiting for you and okay. I and blah, 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 blah. but I it's thought... still always animated. I rarely see a photo <laughs> of an actual woman in these ads. It's yeah. amazing. First off, shout out to the people who are animating these things. Can you imagine sitting in your room just like oh, oh no, her tits aren't big enough. These aren't like I need to start over. Early enough. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Like all right. uh, her pigtails look too mature. I yeah. need to just you know, back. <laughs> no, God, I uh, I had a tweet go like baby viral last night on Twitter mm-hmm. because I you know obviously Britney Spears is like currently in the zeitgeist because of this right. documentary, which I can't bring myself to watch because I have been Same. following the story yep. since the beginning and I'm fully aware of how fucked up it is. And even when people were like not that wasn't part of the sort of allegory that it was so fucked up i was like no she had pageant parents this whole thing is fucked where were they when she was like 17 in lingerie like yeah this is so messed up but something that i don't think has gotten enough attention in like the sort of 2020 hindsight of of it all is that Mm -hmm. rolling stone cover Mm -hmm. where she it's literally like lolita like child porn vibes yeah She's holding, in yeah. satin lingerie, bra and underwear, holding a Teletubby, <laughs> like seductively looking at the camera. And it's like the, the 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 lead is like in the heart, mind and bedroom of a teen queen. Oh, no, 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 no. And I'm just like Rolling Stone has yet to answer for this. Like this is just, you know, yeah. clearly available for anyone to see. And then in the editorial, if you go in there, it's like her on a tricycle with pigtails. Oh, no, 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 it's some no. seriously just deranged shit. And and yeah, so like now that, you know, Britney Spears is in the zeitgeist, like that's coming up again. But um, there were people when I I had this tweet and like I muted it immediately because I've I've done Twitter long enough to know that if as soon as anything gets any engagement, you have to mute it. (laughs) Um, But I went and browsed through a couple of the like quote tweets this morning just out of curiosity. And there were several people who were like congratulations on becoming a Republican or like now you understand what conservatives are saying. And I'm like, (laughs) conservatives don't own being horrified by child porn. Like that's sort of like a universal disgusting thing. Like also, I I don't know. I feel like weren't conservatives the people who like were super obsessed with Britney in that kind of way. Right. I mean, I feel like because they were saying like we were the ones trying to like censor women and like have them not be parading out and yada yada. And now and I'm like, Here's my thing. I have no problem with women walking around half naked to their heart's content. What I have a problem with is infantilizing young women to look like little girls and then also at the same time highly over-sexualizing them. That is disturbing as hell. So pretty sure that's not like a conservative tenant. (laughs) um pretty sure that's just like not being into kitty porn but cool if you want to try and take ownership of that yeah um no it's um great it's it's pretty dark and um so dark i remember very clearly like the olsen twins countdown remember this when they were there were there was a countdown for like every famous teen celeb when we were younger like i remember lindsey lohan like all of them there was like countdown clocks for when they turned 18 and also in my tweet about the britney cover i said like they really put an 18 year old in lingerie holding a teletubby on the cover of this magazine like people need help or whatever yeah but then someone corrected me and we're like no she was 17 Ooh. oh really and i'm like Oh, so not only was it totally creepy, it was also like borderline illegal. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. Once again, Noted. once again, can you imagine the meetings? Like, like, because it has to go through so many steps. And at every step, someone went, yes. Yep. Yes. Including her parents. Yes. 
we agree with this including like, this in, very much including her parents including her manager her record label uh the editor-in-chief of rolling stone the creative director of rolling mm-hmm. stone the photographer the photographer's assistant the stylist yeah nobody was like hey uh red flag the combo of satin laundry and teletubbies making me a little uncomfortable <laughs> yeah. like this yeah like this entire editorial is about um having sex with children you know what i'm saying like like literally that's what you're selling that's the and whole then, thing then this other guy tweeted at me and he was just like shot chaser you know when people try and do like gotcha shit and like bring up old tweets of yours and he he was like the shot was like my britney spears tweet and the tracer chaser was me tweeting that america is a bunch of like prudes who repress their sexuality oh no and i was like we need to talk sir yeah um about the difference between like a healthy open relationship with sex and Mm. sexualizing children (laughs) and why they're not one in the same exactly my friend yeah um yeah twitter is a great place that only um enables healthy discourse and nothing else yeah i remember you and i had a conversation once and i was like i've never blocked anyone on twitter you were like what i I was was like like, how and we were like i'm a man (laughs) today you know what i'm saying I can't hear. Let me put this a different way. I can't remember the last time a day went by where I didn't block someone on Twitter. That's amazing. That's just I. It's a daily. It's a daily thing for me. That's because usually what happens is I is I try if if it's not if it's not outwardly like violent or threatening towards me, I try and just leave it alone. Mm-hmm. Um, if they come a second time or if they like keep coming, then it's like yeah, your privileges have been revoked. Mm-hmm. Or if I try and respond, if someone says something kind of disparaging about me and i try and respond you know as like a an adult and just be like earnest and be like oh i think you misunderstand i was trying to say this and then they come back with like shut up you stupid cunt or something like that (laughs) then they get blocked um but i don't just block people for disagreeing with me like i block people for being you know disrespectful or outright you know threatening and i still have to do that like every day I would do it based on avatars. Like if if I was getting that you know that much heat. American flag. <laughs> yeah, <it>. exactly. <laughs> you're out like, of here. You're out. An avatar, oh, avatar. Yeah, you gotta go. That's um. It's 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 interesting to me when people have like their entire identities as political candidates because like at that point you're just like it's like stan culture. It's like teen girl like super fandom style, yeah. but just about pol- you know, politicians. It's yeah. really interesting. There's a lot of those on. Twitter. I am. Um, this isn't, I mean, this, like a lot of stuff is coming out sort of simultaneously, right? Because we're talking about Britney, we're talking mm-hmm. about, um, you know, obliquely the Joss Whedon stuff. But then yeah. also, like, I saw this interview with Lindsay Lohan um, that was like 2013 with David Letterman. Did you see this? It was like. No, she, but she got, she got done pretty dirty by the yeah, press as well. And exactly. her family. Her family is fucked. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I don't, I just remember it being like, wow, Lindsay Lohan's crazy, you know? And that was like the entire narrative that I was like yeah. in, engaged with. Like, that was. You know, that's and that's all. But there's this interview where David Letterman is just like, oh, so are you an alcoholic? Wait, oh so, what, so what ex- exactly are you doing? Oh, so you're a drug addict. And she's like, Dave, we didn't talk about this in the pre-interview. Like, stop. And he's just like, ha Oh, my God. That's so uncomfortable. What? It is so, 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 so hard to watch. And it's just like, I mean, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's great that I mean, it's it's really good that all the, that we're kind of revisiting all these things and being like, yo, we're sick. But you're also like, oh, I understand as a woman, a lot of my like internalized self-hate that has come from just like decades upon decades upon decades of just like rampant misogyny in yeah. every single corner of media and life in this country. Yeah. Like it's really inescapable, which is pretty amazing. And also it's still a thing that people do where they're like misogynistic as a bit. 
Like they don't do it as outwardly anymore, but now it's just a bit. And I'm like, if you're misogynistic as a bit, it's still misogyny. Yeah. FYI. What do they used to call it? Hipster racism or something? Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, the the Joss Whedon's and like, uh, what's the guy? Chris Hardwick. Um, Mm -hmm. Like those guys of the world are just as bad as like, and you know, the Ariel Pinks and like whatever, right, like right, right. we've, we've learned time and time and time again that you don't have to be like a fucking MAGA driving a GMC truck, like, you know, eating at fucking TGI Fridays <laughs> to be like a fucking misogynistic prick. Like yeah. definitely that exists on the left as well. And like people who are, you know, have good quote unquote politics can be terrible towards, you know, women and, and people of color and, you know, everybody in their personal lives so yeah trust no trust no one yeah the moral of the story very exciting until until proven otherwise um should we talk about basketball yeah i was i was gonna (laughs) i was gonna segue it with this i was gonna be like you know i was gonna be like speaking of misogyny the chats that we kind of started this whole conversation with right okay yeah no so pivoting back to that (laughs) get really harsh so yeah wow that was a rabbit hole um (laughs) but also the uh, celtics lost by 23 so Jesus. Oh, no. Sorry. I can't count. They lost by 13. <laughs> they lost handily, though. It wasn't close. Uh, you're like, yes, famously Michael Jordan, who played number 13 <laughs> for the Bulls. Can um, it, Claire? <laughs> what if we were like that? What if we were like an old timey, like 1930s radio show? Where you're, you're like, can it, see? Can it. Yeah, exactly. I see what you're doing there. I don't know what that. That was like me trying to be like 1930s radio man. Back then, my jazz degree might have made sense. Right. I like to work out my accents and impressions in real time on the podcast so that people can see my process. And you can't yes. see that I have a pinky out right now, but I do have a pinky oh out. Oh my God, that's amazing. My process. I could kind of feel that you had that you out. You could feel it. You could feel the pretentious energy. That's just called like synergy, exuding. everyone. Yes. Sorry. Um, well, so you're watching a throwaway game between a shitty team and a shittier team. Yeah, so I did we're not going to talk about that. I do want to talk about the Utah Jazz. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because. There's always one team. Okay, I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer. I really do think they're great. They've been um, they've been bulldozing every team in their path. They've been really amazing. But I do want to bring some reality to the situation <laughs> and just say there's always one team in every regular season. Yes. That like totally overperforms and they're absolutely dominant and they look amazing and then they get to the playoffs and they regress to the mean. Yeah. Like last year it was the Bucks. I was going to say it's the Bucks perennially, you know. But this year, I I I have a hard time believing that the Jazz are going to bulldoze their way through the playoffs. Really, I just I just don't see that happening. Okay, I mean, all I know is Shaq is somewhere really patting himself on the back for you know Donovan Mitchell for doing absolutely nothing <laughs> besides humiliating someone on TV. I said like, mean things to him. The thing is, is Donovan Mitchell <laughs> is impression. like playing at the exact same clip that he was before Shaq like Donovan Mitchell's stats have maintained being pretty excellent all year long the Mm -hmm. only difference is now the Jazz are like winning games as a team right so actually nothing has really changed with Donovan Mitchell at all it's like everyone else around him got their shit together exactly which has nothing to do with Shaq at all zero yeah um but I'm curious what you think about the Jazz like what's your take home they've clearly been on an incredible tear they're actually have the best record in the whole league right now not just in the Western Conference um, what do you think? What do you think about them? Um, yeah, I mean, I feel pretty good about them. To me, to be honest, like the jazz for me is like me watching Donovan Mitchell highlights and being pumped about him, which I have been for years. Um, and so my interest in them rises and falls with his play in any particular game. 
Um, but my thought is not is like initially like kind of like what this lead in was was they're not the real deal. You know, yeah. it just doesn't. I don't see it happening for them. I mean, I, I think Rudy Gobert is playing pretty well. Donovan Mitchell is playing great. Mike Connolly seems to have gotten you yeah. know, the hang of the system. Um, but I'm just not thrilled. Like, but then you look beyond that. And that's my thing is like when when they when they get to a team like the Lakers, which, you know, I know we're like a Lakers homer podcast basically <laughs> at this point. And, and but the, the truth is they are the champs and right. anyone in the West has to get through them to get to the finals. Like they are the favorites. And so you do have to look at how they match up with the Lakers. Exactly, yeah. And when you stop pairing off after, after you get to like you get to you do, you know, you do Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, Bogdanovich. Mike Conley, maybe Jordan Clark Clarkson because he's been shooting lights out. But then you go to the rest of the team yeah. and you're like, you're going to try and have joe ingles guard lebron like what <laughs> what is what is the plan here yeah um i just don't i don't think they're a good matchup for the lakers um i was talking about this on the kamenetsky brothers late night show the other night like regardless of how good they are in a vacuum the truth and the reality is that as long as everyone knock on wood stays healthy the lakers are the obstacle to get to the finals like you mm -hmm. have to get past them and the clippers to some degree but like the lakers and I just think it, they're a terrible matchup for the Lakers, whereas the Clippers, as much as I kind of eye roll at that team, I think they're actually a better matchup with the Lakers. Like, I think that they have more weapons to throw at the Lakers mm -hmm. that makes them a threat than the Jazz does, even though in a regular season vacuum, I think the Jazz are playing as a better team right now. Yeah. Um, I don't want to give Kuzma props, but I've, I mean, I do. He's been I, great. I do. I do want I to give, give Kuzma him props. props is what I meant. Because on previous episodes, I've, been like you know. I gave him his props last week remember? you did yeah and then I yeah, actually it's your turn yeah <laughs> so I guess I've just been paying greater Give attention him to something. Props. and I I've been very impressed yes uh, yes King <laughs> take that role and run with it oh my gosh golly um <laughs> so yeah it, it the, you know just the Lakers have a more diverse array of talents I mean when mm -hmm. you know we saw the offseason you know and sort of the cornucopia right. of, of and I still feel like they're they gonna add one more piece yeah. before the playoffs i almost they don't do. want them to i'm like come on i think they we've talked about this i think they could use another big yeah. i wouldn't be opposed to them adding another big it's like watching the warriors for those you know dominant seasons it was like this isn't fun anymore you know? <laughs> i mean uh the war they had like you know 81 win season or something like that like <laughs> 78 wins i don't remember what yeah, it was yeah. but um the lakers have definitely not they they haven't looked incredible during the regular season this year. So yeah. I feel like they're still keeping it interesting. But I've been happy like Wes Matthews, you know, yeah, seems yeah, to yeah. be getting the hang of things. And like some of the guys, the newer guys like Trez really seems to be, you know, fitting into his role nicely. Um, Dennis Schroeder has been amazing. So, yeah, I feel confident in the Lakers for the most part. But especially against the Jazz, like I just I don't think in a seven game series there's any part of me that believes the Jazz can beat the Lakers. And maybe I'll have to eat my words, but I I, I would say right now, like less than a one percent chance that that could happen. Who do you think the Jazz could beat in the West? Because you're saying they can't probably get. You're saying they can't pass the Clippers or the Lakers. Who can the Jazz? I think they could pass the Clippers, especially because Paul George hurt his toe this week or something. So okay. I don't know how long he's going to be out. Yeah. Um, but I think. I think they had would have a better chance against the Clippers and the Lakers, but yeah, no, I still would probably favor the Clippers in that series. As far as the rest of the West, I think that the Jazz, as currently as as things currently stand, injuries wise, all that in consideration, the Jazz could beat any other team in the West besides those two. I think. Wow. I think they could beat the Nuggets. I think they could beat the the I would, Suns. I think the Suns could take them. 
You think the Suns could take the Jazz? I sure do. Um, why? Just, why just, do you think? Just based on uh, play, the playoff pedigree of Chris Paul, who's you know never gotten past the Western Conference Finals, um, but. Is somebody you just, have to, you just have to throw that in there for like no reason? <laughs> but he's a he's Chris a Paul just catching strays when you're trying to compliment the Suns. <laughs> you just can't, in good conscience, compliment Chris Paul without also disparaging him. I had to, you know. Um, but you know, he's a great leader, <laughs> he and so didn't I, have to. Actually. That's that's who I would want leading my team into the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, I think when it comes down to it, the Jazz are just too inexperienced in that way. I mean, I do think Mike Connolly is a great leader. He's no Chris Paul, yeah. but he is a vet. He has been through this, um, you know, and and I think, you know, he they're lucky to have him in that leadership role. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I love the Suns. I think they're so much fun. They are, as a team, Chris Paul aside, very young. Right. Though. And... Yeah. You know, not that Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert are like seasoned vets at this point, but they've been they've been doing this for a minute. Mm-hmm. And I feel and they've been in those playoff scenarios like the, Sun, the Suns is currently constructed. There's like I can count on what three fingers or something, the number of teammates that have actually even never been to the playoffs. So mm-hmm. I think that there's you can't overstate like having playoff experience and what that can do for you. And at least the Jazz have had that experience and they also have the chip on their shoulder because that was a brutal loss. They had, a, you know, the same right. thing happened to them that the Clippers had happened to them last year, which is that the they were up 3-1 and then the Nuggets just, you know, came from behind and surprised them. Yeah. So, you know, that's, I think that chip on your shoulder is healthy. I think they have that experience and I, yeah, I would choose them over the Suns as it stands right now and anyone else in the West uh, besides the Lakers and maybe the Clippers potentially. Yeah. yeah. But speaking of playoffs, mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you. Yes. You know that this podcast is a big fan of making outlandish, extremely <laughs> premature predictions. Yes, 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 yes. Based on little to no evidence. Um in the true spirit of NBA media. Exactly. And so I wanted to ask you if you had to predict the playoffs seedings right now as it stands you had Mm. to just pick one through eight in each conference yeah how do you think that would look if you had if you had to guess Um, barring barring covid emergency barring like injury just as currently constructed sure um i actually i'm gonna put the clippers as the one seat really yeah what's what's your reasoning behind that i think a lot of the criticism they faced last year about and and you know paul george just went down so mud my eye on that one but yeah. i'm still gonna go with this prediction because that's what i came into the episode with um okay. <laughs> but i think they you know face a lot of criticism about not gelling really well in the regular season because they you know like big players are sitting out games and shit like that and i think they have a chip on their shoulder in that way i think the lakers while they're playing super hot right now we've seen them sort of take their foot off the gas because they're just like whatever you know mm-hmm. <laughs> like lol um so i'm gonna go with clippers as the one seed okay Lakers as a two seed. Okay. Suns as the three seed. You think the Jazz are going to fall that <laughs> yes, hard? Yes, I do. You think the, have, the 16 and 9 Suns are going no to usurp the 22 and 5 Jazz? They're down five games right now in the Jazz. I'm aware of that. But, you know, you literally started this segment it's with... actually six games, but... You started this counting. segment with, um, you know, crazy predictions. So I'm going yeah. with the Suns. I'm going with the okay. Suns. Because, you know, my man DeAndre Ayton, who I also predicted to make the All-Star game... Um, and then you're gonna put the jazz, or you're just yeah, not yeah, the jazz aren't yeah. even gonna be in your top ja- eight. <laughs> jazz after that. Oh, top eight, RIP MySpace. Yeah. Um, predicting that the Blazers fall to like I'm just gonna say six. Okay. Uh, Nuggets 
then wait so we're at sorry yeah nuggets five blazer six okay um you like to keep it interesting by by reporting these out of order yeah spurs seven warriors eight so you think the warriors are gonna make make the playoffs i think that i think they are yeah i mean i just i'm looking at you know i'm looking at the mavs kings grizzlies pelicans rockets i'm and i'm not i'm not you know feeling anything i have a warriors related question for you but i'm gonna wait till we're done with this segment but i do want to come back to the warriors and and your thoughts on them making the playoffs but maybe the kings maybe well so as it stands no you can't make i mean i can do maybes I can do wild cards. So you think the Mavericks for sure not making it? No. You think uh, you think the Kings are a maybe? You think the Grizzlies for sure no? Uh, yeah, I'm out on the Grizzlies. Pelicans for sure no. Yeah, absolutely no on that. Rockets no. Rockets, Thunder no. Yeah. And Timberwolves, the six and twenty Timberwolves. Believe it or not, you don't. Think I actually have them winning the, the conference. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's never too late. You never. All know. they have to do is win the next twenty games in a row. Yeah. And have everyone else lose the next 20 Every games in a game. row. Stranger things have happened. Yeah. Um, okay. What about the Eastern Conference? Um, okay. So East in the East, I'm feeling like decent static on the East. Like as like as where it is now seems like to me where it's going to kind of sort of end up. So you think the Heat aren't going to make the playoffs? Um, they're, they're the nine seed right now. Yeah, that's a really good point. I would actually, I'm going to predict the Knicks downfall. And I'm gonna swap. The, yeah. I'm gonna put the Raptors. fair. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna put the Raptors up at the seventh seed. Actually, wait. So I'll, start at one. Start at one, like a normal person. I, Count I, from I, one I, down to eight. Okay. Okay. Sixers first seed, sticking with that. Bucks I mm-hmm. see as a two seed. Nets I I love at the three seed. I think they're gonna stay right there. Um, uh, yeah. You think the Celtics are gonna fall, or you think they're gonna stay I, at four? I, I know you were. You know you're kind of hating on the Celtics when we started this segment. This they're really bad right now, dude. But. Uh, I just, I, you know, Jason Tatum, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to stick with them at the, as the four seed. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm predicting the Hornets don't, you know, stay the six seed. So maybe I would. What about five? Yeah. You hate but, numbers in order so much. <laughs> um, <laughs> you will refuse to say three numbers in order that actually are in that order. Listen. In the I'm, numerical alphabet. I'm learning a lot. And uh, I'm growing through medication. You failed math. Okay, um, so who's on the, the fifth seed? I'm leaving the Pacers where they are. Okay. In the fifth seed. Hornets um, six or no? Yeah, I'm going to move the Raptors up to six. Okay. Um, Hornets down to seven and Heat taking the eighth seed. Okay. Okay. Actually, I like that. I like yeah. that. Um, all right. So my, I guess I'll start with the East then since okay. we're already talking about it. Then I'll do West. For the East, I mostly agree with you. I think that it's going to stay pretty static. I do think the Sixers are going to stay in the one seed, but I think it's going to be close between the Sixers and the Bucks, closer than it is now. Like I think it'll be down to you know a couple games for the one, those one two seeds. Mm-hmm. Um, that's at three. Sounds about right to me. Yeah. Um, I guess I would. Yeah, I would keep the Celtics at four only because the bottom five through 15 of the Eastern conference is like barely at 500. That's and saying, so yeah. it's, it's, it's rough after like the top three teams in the East are really good. And then you drop off and it's like, literally you barely even have to be 500 to be in the four seed in the East, which is crazy. The Celtics are 13 and 12 and they're in the four seed right now. Yeah. Um, so I would go Celtics. I do agree that the Pacers are going to fall. I think they've hit, hit a wall a little bit with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would go, uh, do I think that the I do I think the Raptors are going to get it together I think I think I'm going to go Raptors five mm-hmm. um yeah Hornets six I think I'm going to go 
Pacers seven, Heat eight. Okay. All right. Yeah. I yeah. think that's what I think. I don't think any I don't think the Hawks are gonna make a run. No. I mean I think not. if they do play in tournaments again, they might end up in, you know, like the nine seed and get in the play in tournament. I don't see it for the Bulls. I don't see it for the Magic. The Cavs are fun, but no, Pistons absolutely not. And the Wizards <laughs> are in hell with the Timberwolves. So, yeah. Um, and then in the Western Conference, I think the Lakers are going to end up as the one seed. There are only two games behind the Jazz right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think this Jazz run is going to last forever. They have to lose eventually. Um, something's going to something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to go one Lakers, uh, two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is hard. This is hard because <laughs> it's all very close right now. Just skip to the fifth seed like I would. No, <laughs> I think I would go one Lakers, two Jazz, three Clippers only because of the Paul George injury. If Paul George was healthy, I would assume that the Jazz would take a skid and that the Clippers would go on a run and that it, they would end up in the two seed again. But I'm going to go one Lakers, two, two Jazz, three Clippers. I do think the Suns are going to fall a little bit. I don't think they're going to land where they are. Um I could see the, oh, but the Blazers are so injured. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, maybe the Suns will end up there at four. That's shocking, but maybe. Yeah. Um. Okay, so Suns at four. I don't think the Blazers are going to stay there. I think they're going to fall a little bit. Yeah. Um. Absolutely. So I would put the I would put the Nuggets at five. I think they're gonna. You know, they're already getting their shit together, and a lot of what's making their record as bad as it is is the early season. Mm-hmm. So yeah, four Suns. Um, Nuggets five, maybe Blazers six, which I hate because that makes me lose that bet <laughs> you with Kevin do, O'Connor. Yeah. <laughs> but I just, ugh. maybe I'll leave the Blazers at five just for the sake of my bet. Yeah. If only you put just, an injury clause in. Because I want to, I want to put that manifestation into the universe that I win that $20. So Blazers at five, Nuggets at six. Um, I think the Mavericks are going to bump up. I think I just, I, I can't bet against Luca. I think they're going to get their shit together. Call me crazy, but, yeah. um, so I'm going to put them at seven and then warriors at eight. And then I would put the Kings at nine for like the play in tournament. If I had to guess. Mm. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's kind of interesting. I mean, there's, there are some teams that are like, there's some fluctuation. There's some like teams that are ascendant and there's some like wild card factors involved, I guess. But mm-hmm. for the most part, in my mind, I'm like, things seem to be playing out how they're going to play out. Except for the Ma- the Mavericks were shockingly bad, I thought. Yeah. Um, the Warriors, I think, have overperformed a little bit considering how shorthanded they are. Mm-hmm. And the Trailblazers, who could have predicted they would be so unlucky once again with injuries. But besides that, it's kind of gone. Also, the funny thing is neither of us mentioned the Spurs is making the playoffs and they're in the sixth <laughs> seed right now. Yeah. I just like refuse to believe I mean, but the Spurs are like fucking cockroaches. Like they will never die. Right. We can't. We were probably very, very foolhardy to not put them in in the playoffs because they're the sixth seed right now. And I just don't think Greg Popovich will let them die quietly. Yeah, I am. I mean, shout out maybe to they're the eighth seed. Yeah, I'm just I'm stunned he's still in the game, to be honest. I guess I'm not. This is like his whole life. Yeah, but he's also so smart and like involved. And it just seems like at some point you'd want to like do something else. But as long exactly. as you still love it what's pop's post nba career hmm politics yeah maybe maybe he, not he has enough money he doesn't need to do that yeah that sounds like a lot of work what if he does something me. crazy and just like 
starts a so like starts the next Twitter. I was about to say, what if he starts his own social media? Which is like, that. what's the craziest least pop thing you can imagine? <laughs> like the thing that would make the least sense. And it's like he would start like his own social media app. Mm-hmm. That would be the most off-brand thing I could ever imagine him doing. Because he hates social media exactly. and like hates talking. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I But I would join. I would absolutely join. Um, You know, it's it's just so funny to like look at it plainly because I'm staring at these standings right now. Just the fact that to get into the top four in the Eastern Conference, you don't even really need to be at 500. And in the Western Conference, you have to be at least 500 to even crack like the top nine. Yeah. It's really true that the Eastern Conference is like fucking pitiful. And, and you, every single year, every, people go And like, every year I'm like, <laughs> and I did it at the beginning of this year, like, wow, the Eastern Conference is actually really fun this year. But then you look at the actual wins losses and you're like, man, they're just so bad. Yeah. It's not. They're so bad. Because like I think good. of like, for example, I think of like the Bulls, Magic, Cavs, like that part of the Eastern Conference rankings. Those are fun. Those are fun to watch. Like those games aren't unwatchable. They're not the Wizards. Right, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. Um, shots fired. But <laughs> then I look at their wins losses and like it's like they're like ten and fifteen, ten and seventeen, ten and seventeen, like and those are, you know, not the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. It's just amazing. I love looking at the Bulls and seeing that they're ten and fifteen and being like, Oh, sick. <laughs> <laughs> Let, yeah, that's because you look at the Timberwolves and they're six and oh, twenty. My God. How is six and twenty a real record? I, it, with a professional basketball team. I would have trouble getting up for the game every day. I'd be like, I just don't want you've to. You've lost more than three times as many games as you've won. Yeah, you can't go into the game thinking we're going to win this. You no, because are... statistically it's <laughs> so, so unlikely that you will. Yeah. They might not win another game this season. They, yeah, they might end up like happen. six and 70, whatever. Who can they beat? I Ooh. can't name one single team in the league that I feel confident that they could beat. Not even the Wizards who are 6 and 17. Yeah. It is really sad over there. It's sad over it's there. It's freezing. Even my friends who are like Timberwolves beat writers, which like bless your heart. That's Ooh, like boy. being a fucking it's not like being an essential worker. That was really insensitive, <laughs> but it's like <laughs> I can't even say that with oh a straight face. Yeah. It's a rough it's a rough job to be a Timberwolves beat writer, but even my beat writer friends their tweets are getting more and more just like full of despair and exhaustion. And day like I 48. watched they're like day day 48 running out of supplies. Like you can just tell that their their reserves of optimism are so depleted because it's just been so long since they were even like like no one in Minnesota is asking for a team that's like going to win a title. I don't think anyone expects that. I don't think that's their ceiling and it's fine. But just be like competitive enough to like be fun to watch. I think that's all anyone in Minnesota is asking for, mm-hmm. and they're just so, <laughs> so bad. Yeah, I think we were. Everyone was like, "Wow, D'Angelo Russell and Cat—they're really teaming up." Like, and you know, obviously they also still don't have a real coach. Yeah. Can I just be honest? Oh like, my god, you're such a hater. I <laughs> bless his heart. He seems like a wonderful human being. Oh, ouch! <laughs> but that's an unserious coaching situation yeah like who, sh- who should coach is. the timberwolves i guess it would probably I mean, be some unknown you know like a professional coach oh god uh, someone who's coached an nba team before perhaps oof Love Besides his suits, this, though. this one he wears you know in days I mean, past he's worn cool he suits. seems like a wonderful person 
Yeah. And he was handed a pretty terrible roster shy of like a couple of people. So I'm not saying that, you know, he should be able to work magic. But six and 20 is unacceptable. It doesn't really even matter who's on your team. Like to get into the NBA, you have to be a good enough basketball player that if you have a team that is not, you know, missing seven people, that six and 20 should be unacceptable. When was the last time the Wolves made the playoffs? The last time the Wolves made the playoffs is when they had fucking had Jimmy Butler on their team. Oh, right. And then everyone got mad at Jimmy Butler for leaving. And then they immediately plummeted into the depths of just like (laughs) worse than mediocrity the second he walked out the door. Yeah. So, yeah, who's laughing now? (laughs) (laughs) I've been like we've talked about this. I was I was an unabashed Jimmy Butler apologist even when I lived in Minnesota. And I always agreed with him and I never thought it was his fault. And the proof is in the pudding, guys. You're six and 20. Like, yeah, I just it's been get it together. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. It's been so many years of me watching twins or twins. Oh, my God. Timberwolves. (laughs) I mean, that's a whole nother (laughs) can of worms. (laughs) And just feeling nothing. I just, I don't know. It's yeah. just the wedge right, co-op. All right, well, enough <laughs> hating on the wolves. Um, I want to harken back to the Warriors really mm-hmm. quick. So I think we both had them going to the playoffs. I believe you, I had them at eight, eight seed. You had them at the six seed, question mark? Who knows? Let's just say um, I said seven. But so the, the reason that we even both have, the only reason that either of us can even remotely predict them going to the playoffs is because of Stephen Curry. Yeah. Um, otherwise, that team is, you know, really not much better than the Timberwolves, <laughs> if we're being honest, <laughs> once you go once you go beyond Ouch. Steph Curry. Um, so my question for you is, does that put Steph Curry in the MVP conversation? The fact that he is taking a team that otherwise would without a shadow of a doubt, miss the playoffs and potentially taking them to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Does that put him in the MVP conversation this year? I think it puts him like in the conversation in the same way that like I'm in the conversation to like win a, you know, Grammy or something, you know, <laughs> so no, <laughs> so no, <is> <laughs> um, I just wanted to read myself real quick. No, I think it, it does. <laughs> it does put him in the conversation, but not in a serious way. I don't think, you know, because yeah. he is, he is the most valuable player on that team, and he is definitely keeping them out of the cellar. Um, but at the same time, I feel like MVPs tend to be on at least like successful teams. You know, they're barely at five hundred. Yeah, so I, I just I don't see it. I, I don't see it being a serious conversation that he's in. I mean, we'll see where they end up. I guess at the end of the like, if they go on a run of wins and they end up as a higher seed in the playoffs. Like I would think there'd be more of a conversation to be had. I still think it's LeBron's game to lose at this mm-hmm. point, but if they end up where they are stand, you know, standings wise and record wise, just r- hovering right around a little bit above 500. Like, I don't think that you can be the best player on a 500 caliber team and be, have a case to be the MVP. Like I understand that he's having right. an amazing season. Um, if the Warriors won the championship with that team, like that's a whole other story right but yeah you're you took a team you're the best shooter of all time and because of that you took a team that would otherwise be probably at towards the very bottom of the western conference and you took them to like somewhere in the middle yeah like that's great but i I don't think i've heard so many people being like where's the talk about steph curry being mvp or whatever and it's like okay well philly is the best team in the east right now and that's because of joel Embiid. so that's that story Mm -hmm. um LeBron is in year 18, 36 years old, and absolutely fucking bulldozing his way through, like, every 21-year-old in the league and just, Mm -hmm. like, 
bringing his team to new heights. He somehow got better, it seems, as a player since he did last year when he was 35. Yeah. So that's that story. Um, you know, the Nuggets, I think, have been pretty abysmal besides Jokic, and they're still probably going to end up in like the one through five somewhere range. Right. So that's that story. And I, I, I do feel like the case for Jokic is worse than the case for Joel or... Um, uh, or Braun, but but as far as Steph Curry, it's like yeah, he's been absolutely amazing, but um, but the Warriors have not. So yeah. I don't know. But then you look at their records, and it's like actually they're they're not that far behind the Nuggets right now. I mean, they're currently at the Nuggets are at seven, and the Warriors are at eight, and the Jokic conversation seems very serious about MVP versus the Steph Curry conversation is only just beginning. So I think that's interesting. Like why we're so much more willing I, I do think there is like i don't know a level of fatigue or something like yeah. okay yeah we've done the warriors we've done the warriors <laughs> year in and year out for so long like can we just have a year off please? yeah you know what's wild and I, I don't even know if i shared this on the podcast i even after clay went down i thought the warriors were gonna play really well I'm I, know you, I know you did. And you did, did share I it say, on the podcast. I, did? And I thought okay. you were insane. Yeah. Yeah. And it turns out I, I was wrong. Um, you, <laughs> I weren't, w- you weren't as wrong as I thought you were going to be, but you were, yes, you were wrong. Yeah. I was literally like, fifth seat. You know, <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's not happening. I don't think they're going to play great. Some people still think it's going to happen, but I am not one of those people. If it does, I'll feel vindicated and I'll completely er- like delete this episode from our spotify and apple you know it's like it's just never happened i never admitted i was wrong you know because i'm a man speaking of admitting you were wrong Mm -hmm. the last thing i wanted to chat about before we get out of here this justin timberlake apology yeah there's a lot to unpack here first of all i just want to start by saying it's a shitty apology yeah he never actually names what he did Mm-hmm. Which is like the most cliche, shitty white male apology is like, I'm sorry in general for I could have been a better person in general instead of just being like, I showed Janet Jackson's titty on national television and then pretended it was her fault. Yeah. Like, but so the other thing about it is like, once again, you know, not to get on my fucking, you know, like women's studies, liberal arts college soapbox, but like once again, like the because a white woman was wronged, that's the only time that mm. a light is shined on the injustice that was done to a black woman like it, nothing ha- like years yeah. years of people telling him you did Janet Jackson so fucking dirty you threw her under the bus as you were exploiting black art for your own gain uh-huh. and sort of like caricaturizing it as like a modern day Elvis you throw this black woman under the bus she never gets an apology and now finally your ex white girlfriend (laughs) is like the center of public discourse and then you throw in a blanket apology with Janet Jackson into your shitty half-assed apology to your ex-girlfriend like the levels of problematicness yeah within that and I'm like is it's mind-boggling did he even like call them Right. I know. I'm like, do you just assume they follow you on Instagram, you yeah. bitch ass? Like, what did you do? Like, <laughs> like <laughs> call Britney. Like, I know they follow me. Yeah, exactly. I'm on the TL. <laughs> They'll see this. Like, no, you don't need to make a fucking public. You don't mean I don't want to apologize to Britney Spears and Janet Jackson specifically. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the best way to apologize to Britney Spears and Janet Jackson specifically fucking call their asses. Get on the phone and get on the phone. Yeah. And then maybe they'll say, hey, Justin called me or something like that. Also, the whole thing with Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears was that, first of all, not only did he 
use her virginity as like a point of conversation in his own interviews for like years after their relationship which is just fucking vile yeah and also he was the one who broke the news that she was not a virgin like he He admitted that they had sex which is first of all disgusting that anyone cared like you sickos why does it matter what this teenager is doing and second of all the fact that he took the agency away from her is despicable but then it was like a whole news thing that she cheated on him. That was the story. And mm-hmm. he made a whole album about it and like profited off of it and profited off of her likeness in the video and yeah. all this stuff. And then now flash forward to years later and he's like known as a philandering asshole. Like there was a whole news story l- last year about Jessica Biel forgiving him for cheating on her with his co-star oh in this movie he just made. I and I'm just like, wow. yeah, Google it, bro. Jesus. Um, yeah, I just I've had it with Justin Timberlake, ramen noodle head ass. Like <laughs> I'm done. It's gonna I don't want to hear from him anymore. He had some bangers with Timbaland. Mm-hmm. You cannot deny Cry Me a River. That's you a cannot song. deny what goes wrong comes around. I, that's it. That's all I need. I'm going to take those and go. Take those and bounce. I don't ever need to hear anything from him again. He did his little like Boney Vera cosplay album. It flopped. Oof, that was that was one of the worst albums I've ever heard. I didn't hear I it, listened but to I, it. I could have told you that from just looking at it. I listened to it. You can it judge was... a book by its plaid <laughs> cover. Um, there's also this video of Justin. Uh, I don't even know who he's performing with. And he goes like, Super Bowl. And then the guy next to him mimes ripping his like breast off or something, or like you know, oh t- my titty God. covering off. Super Bowl. What? And they're like, they're like smiling. What an actual piece of shit. And it's like, baby, these are not aging well. And then there's obvi- there's also the famous interview where he plays a song called Horrible Woman. This is like, you know, right after he and Britney broke up or something. Mm-hmm. And he's like, this unreleased song that's not on his album. And he's like, I guess you gave me another chance to meet a horrible woman. And he's just like shitting on Britney so Jesus publicly. Um, also, they were teenagers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Keep it to yourself, man. Were you the pinnacle of relationship prowess when you were 18 years old? Like, come on, I'm guys. I'm still not. I'm still not. <laughs> fucking 31. I just like, I'm so, I thought that apology was just so fucking cheap. And it was like, it was very much, um, you know how you put things in Google Translate? If you put things in, if you put this in fuckboy Google Translate, what the, what the apology actually said was, oh, shit. It's gotten to a point now where I can't not apologize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm doing the absolute bare minimum requisite apology. I'm really obsessed with having this like good guy image mm-hmm. that I've been coasting off of for many years. Um, don't pay attention to the fact that I just steal black music because yeah. that's not important right now. <laughs> and also I'm about to release another record. So if you could buy that, that would be great. That'd be sick. And have a great day. That was his apology. Um, I will say my favorite Justin Timberlake song is his whitest. Um, Which is what? Can't Stop the Feeling from the... Oh, I hate that what's song. What's that song? What's the sound? Trolls from the Trolls soundtrack? That is an objectively terrible song. I love that song. Oh, my God. I can't get enough his, of it. His best song is Cry Me a River. Okay. I do love Cry Me a River, but... It's a classic. But it's like um, there are a couple of like mega pop songs that if I am in a very low place and I'm in a walk on a walk or something, I can play mm-hmm. them. And then suddenly I'm like, this is the best day I've ever had. And that's one of them. That song makes me want to scratch my ears out. <laughs> it's also I his, really hate it. I could I may need to research this or whatever, but I think it's his only number one, which is shocking. Really? Yeah. That seems impossible. Even with NSYNC. It's just like how Nicki Minaj like didn't have a number one forever. Really? Yeah. Wait, Super Bass never went number one? Um, I gotta Google these things, but I remember it, it, like all this talk. Like Nikki still doesn't have. I need one. to fact check everything you're saying right he, now because none of it is ringing true. Let the audience, let the audience fact check us. Yeah. Hey, everybody below in the comments, if you could 
Tweet uh, at Tolliver with a three for the E. Yeah, because that was hip. <laughs> and let him know it. if he's totally off base with these lack of number ones. Yeah. Somebody stole the E from me, so I had to do that. Well, I would just like to say I hope everybody has having a good day except for Justin Timberlake. And mm-hmm. happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. I hope, um, you know. They're going to hear this after Valentine's Day. Yeah. It's like doesn't make any well, sense. Well, you know what? You know, I, I hope on this Monday that you are watching anime titty porn. I hope you guys had really good sex last night. Mm-hmm. And I hope that you didn't eat too much Italian food to enjoy it. Yeah, that's a mistake. That's a rookie mistake. So, <laughs> All right. Bye, All right, guys. See bye. you next week.